This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome everybody to another Drink of Ages radio show here on ESPN 97.5. I'm your host, John Denman, and we're hanging out here at Drink of Ages Pub. 1005 Wall Drive, uh, just enjoying some good beers. Hope everybody's drinking some good beers. But wait, wait, wait. Actually, I said that wrong because we're not enjoying a good beer right now. We're enjoying some good ciders. Enjoying some good ciders because the show we're switching up a little bit this week and change the discussion that we normally have about beer. This week, we're going to talk ciders. Our guest that's hanging out at the pub this week is from Austin East Ciders. We have Mark King and Mallory Weaver. How are you all doing today? Doing terrific. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Things are going well. Beautiful day outside. And like I said, man, just drinking some of this little sneaky ciders that you guys are making. <laughs> and it tasting pretty good. Also hanging out, hanging out on the show from Houston Distributing, we have our good buddy, Dean Newhouse. How y'all doing? We're going to get this guy to, to tell some, to talk a lot, because you know, for all of you that know Dean, he's a man of many words. <laughs> but we're, we're here. Uh, like I said, hope everybody's having a good time, uh, you know, doing something different other than worrying about politics right now, because that's, I think I'm uh, just past the point of dealing with this whole scenario, everything that's going on in politics right now, yeah, and just get back to drinking <laughs> and enjoying, <laughs> enjoying life and not being mad at it. it seems like right now everybody's mad at each other <laughs> yeah it's just whatever the whole world is just divided in a weird spot but yet when we all sit at a table together over some ciders everybody seems to be happier so that might be the solution to the problems obviously Austin Drink more. East ciders or we could play the politician drinking game where every time they use an adjective you drink that would be a very short night <laughs> 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 yes especially you know, some of the some of the stuff that we have on tap here, that, that could get really dangerous because that was just frustrating. Just scrolling through Facebook and then everybody you know, wants to talk about how they voted, which, you know, congratulations, that's awesome. But it's like, what did you vote for this year? What exactly? <laughs> how is this world coming to an end? Is that what you're voting for? They voted for a sticker. Voted for a sticker. Yeah. So I had a golf tournament, uh, Houston Open Brew AMK Classic, which Austin Eastside is going to be out there. Hanging out, drinking some beers and playing some golf. November 8th. Uh, that's why it's, you know, just go play one more round of golf. Take an Uber. Drink a lot. Have a good time before it all really goes to hell. <laughs> so, yeah. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, it's a good plan. It's a good plan. <laughs> but uh, this, this episode of Drink of Ages is brought to you by Rar and Sons Oktoberfest. Delicious beer. 7%. Wonderful. It's tasty. It's that time of year. Uh, man, you can still find it here on tap at the pub. You can find it at uh, different places around town, but you need to go out there and try it if you have not. It's, that Oktoberfest is good. A lot of them out there, but right now this is my favorite. So let's talk some ciders. Everybody's staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beard. Had to get had to get through the, the important stuff. But no, so, so Mark King, 
the Kinger, as you have been <laughs> yes. known to be called, apparently. So you started, you started a cider company. I did, about uh, three and a half years ago. The concept uh, popped into my head. I had been, uh, I was actually the director of sales for the Gambrinus Company, which at the time was the fourth biggest craft beer company in the country. And I'd worked for big companies like InBev and Jim Beam over the years. And out of the blue, I got pinged on LinkedIn. I think it's the first time LinkedIn ever worked for anybody. But I got a, uh, Is that I even got, around? <laughs> I got a message from a gentleman named Ed Gibson, who was uh, an Englishman that had a, a bar uh, in Bristol, England. It was actually a boat that was moored to the river in Bristol. Bristol's kind of the epicenter of cider in uh, the UK. And the name of the boat bar was the Apple. And Ed fell in love with Austin, Texas, and said, boy, I don't like any of the ciders here. You know, and I just think we could make a cider company down here. So he contacted me on LinkedIn to see if he could lease out one of our tanks at Shiner. And I had to let him know that, you know, we don't have any spare capacity. We're in build mode. The company was growing voraciously then, and, and we just really didn't have any spare capacity. But I told him I'd meet him. Uh, for a beer uh, in Austin and kind of give him, you know, my two cents on how the industry works and see if I couldn't help the guy out. And after about half an hour of telling him how the industry worked with state laws, distributor uh, franchise contracts, um, TABC, TTB labeling laws, uh, he looked like he'd been hit by a train. And, and he said, wow, I really, I don't know if I can make this thing happen. It sounds too complicated. But I introduced him to a bunch of people in the industry, and about a couple months later, after getting to know him and understanding the concept, uh, I basically had a midlife crisis and put my life savings at 50 years old into building the cider company. And that was about three and a half years ago. And it was actually this month, three years ago, we shipped our first keg of Gold Top Cider to our distributors. And you have done nothing but great things since then. I mean, the, the different ciders, we'll get through the ones that you guys are making. But I've seen just here in Houston, just the growth of your company and seen, seen it so many different places, which, yeah, Mallory has a little something to do with that because she is a little hustler and goes out there. But it's, it's an easy product to sell, though, because it is really good. Well, if you think about it, a year ago, there was only three salespeople in the entire company. Mallory was salesperson number four, and she came on board just about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, now we have about 20 people um, spread between the Northeast and in Texas. So we've come a long way in a very short period of time. But Mallory had all of Houston working with Dean and the crew at HDC and the people at Faust Distributing. There's only about 18,000 licensed retail accounts that Mallory was supposed to go door to door and sell to. Yeah, only. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a you know, Monday, Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. Precisely, and then sleep in on Wednesday through Friday. Yeah. Yes. Of course. And do Renaissance Fair samplings on the weekends. Yeah. Dress as a beer wench. <laughs> yeah, beer wench, cider wench. The costume is required. Well, you she know, wears it all the time. I must say, you're wearing it now. <laughs> yeah, where's at the pub? <laughs> so. Guys, it's a radio show. They don't know what I'm wearing. <laughs> but, you know, when you do go to the Renfest, I mean, it is more, much more fun to be dressed up. Uh, yeah. Of course. Well, you've, you've got to be in theme in order to be a, a sampler there. Um, you have to be. It's it's required. Um, so I don't get to wear any Austin Eastsiders gear, which is a little bit of a bummer, but I'm basically the only one out there peddling free booze, so that draws a lot of attention on its own. 
Um, and we're the only cider out at Renfair, so that, that helps as well. Um, we're on draft at multiple accounts and packaged all throughout the fair. Which ciders are out there? Uh, we've got original, honey, and pineapple. That pineapple, man. That's that's gold right there. I know you have uh, you know different ones, but that, that, the Hopta is, is right there with the pineapple, in my opinion. But pineapple is has been... Uh, like breakfast juice it it really caught us it caught us off guard you know we we rolled pineapple in about may last year and within a week we knew we had to contact our supplier and tell him to start chopping down a lot more pineapples because uh you know the the stuff comes a long way to get here and it's it's all natural it's you know non-gmo it's organic pineapple and you know it's it our cider maker did a dynamite job of the timing the temperature of when to add the pineapple in. The result is just fantastic. And uh, we probably underestimated our sales by at least, we probably could have sold about 70, 80% more pineapple had we had the juice. And it's bad to run out of something citrusy in the summertime, but we did. Yeah. Cardinal sin. It's better than having too much. That's right. So, sure. Yeah. Sure. Right, let's take a quick break and refill uh, what I'm drinking, the tequila barrel-aged cider. And we'll talk about that when we get right back with Austin East Ciders. Drink of Ages. Stay tuned. This is John from Drink of Ages Radio Show, and it is that time of year, Oktoberfest. This means that it's time to grab some Roaring Sons Brewing Company's Oktoberfest. This celebration lager is tradition, margin style, super smooth, medium body, dark amber in color with a sweet malty finish. True to tradition, this is a classic Oktoberfest lager. 7% ABV and badass. Find it at your favorite places like Drink of Ages Pub on draft and in package. Listen to Drink of Ages every Friday night at 9 p.m. here on ESPN 97.5. This is Chris from Beers Looking at You, the newest craft beer spot in Clear Lake, Webster area. If you're coming down to Galveston or stopping by NASA, check us out every day, noon to midnight. You can bring in your own grower. You can pick one up here. We have 39 taps to choose from. We're half beer store. We've got everything from Houston, Texas, and beyond. Be sure to check out our live draft list on our website, beerslookingatyou.com, or through the Digital Pour app. Hope to see you soon. Thanks. The conspiratorial forces at Southern Star Brewing are alleged to have focused their energies on a well-defined objective, a delicious West Coast-style IPA. Conspiracy Theory is a new year-round 6.5% IPA brewed with Amarillo, Simcoe, Centennial, and Galena Hot. Let the existence of Conspiracy Theory IPA be proven in your glass or pick up a 360 can. Get ready to bring in the badass weather also with the Spring Pills, a new seasonal from Southern Star. Stop by the new brewery with open tap room every Friday, Saturday, and now open on Sundays. SouthernStarBrewing.com. In a sun-drenched field on the side of a quiet road just north of Houston, there is an old church, and inside this old church, something is brewing. That something is Backview Brewing Company, the Houston area's next legendary craft brewery. With two lines of beer, the Saints and the Sinners, Backview does things differently because it's the only way they know. With creative characters and bold twists, Backview devises flavors that are entirely unexpected but endlessly enjoyable. Visit BackViewBrewing.com for a list of watering holes where you can find your new favorite beer. Backview Brewing Company. 
Hey, good beer drinkers, this is Garrison, the head brewer Spindle Tap. If you're digging IPAs these days, you should definitely try our new West Coast style IPA Hop Gusher. You're going to get a lot of dank tropical notes from the excessive amounts of Amarillo, Citra, and Mosaic. We just started canning it last week, so come pick it up fresh from our brewery at 10622 Hirsch Road. You can also get it freshly poured at Drink of Ages Pub. Also look for it at your nearest grocery store soon. Check us out at SpindleTapBrewery.com. We're back on, and we're still talking with Austin Eastsiders. And Buddy Dean from Houston Distributing is hanging out with us as well. So during the during the break, now you, you, well, you walked over and you grabbed a hop cider out of the cooler, and it is such a fantastic color uh, where it almost like during St. Patrick's Day, we need to come up with something with this <laughs> for a big event because it's this nice green. It's not that big, bright Kelly green, but yeah, because that's not what you, it's like, that's Tie not, that isn't natural. <laughs> yeah, that's not, you can put that in Bud Light if you want to, you know, that's fine. But yeah, for, for something like this to have it be natural where the color is actually coming from the hops, it'd be a lot of fun to do something like that. Yeah, we could definitely do that. Um... Plus, the hop cider goes really well with uh, vodka, tequila, bourbon, rum, kind of anything. Burgers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. Tacos. Wheaties. <laughs> Just tacos. Tacos. I'll say tacos one more time because I know there's people out there that are like tacos. Uh, now people want to go get tacos. You're but you need people. to get tacos and this hopped cider because it is it is just phenomenal. It has a nice little finish to it. None of your ciders are, are too sweet. That's no. what I'll, I mean. A lot of people they're like, oh, I don't like ciders because they're really sweet. It's like, well, you need to taste this one, and most of the times it's the pineapple because that's really my. I mean, this. I don't know which one's my favorite right now. The pineapple is because that's what's on tap. Yeah. But if the hop was on tap, then that would be my favorite. It's hard. It's like picking your. It's like picking your favorite child. Um, that's it's, easy. <laughs> it's, daughters are just pain in the. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Um, no, it's it's really difficult. I, I think it's based on your mood. Um, I love the original kind of all the time. I loved the hopped kind of all the time, but I like to bounce around. So like I had a pineapple, now I'm gonna have a hopped. After this, I'll probably have a tequila. Then I'll go to original. Like I, I like to love all of my children together. Mm -hmm. um, You're a good mom. <laughs> doing what I can. Um, my dogs agree with you. Yes. Um, One thing we do do with all of our ciders, um, there's a lot of other cider brands out there that do a honey or that do hopped ciders. Um, one thing we do make sure of is that we use real honey. It's from Baytown, Texas in our, in our product. And it's all about the timing and the temperature of which you do your fermentations. When you add certain ingredients, it makes all the difference. And that's why I hired really smart people like Mallory, who's got her degree in... Food science. Food science and getting her master's in... Brewing and distilling. See, I hired really smart people. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like Trump. <laughs> We're going to get the best people. Get the best people. <laughs> but uh, our pineapple, I mean, all our pineapple is real puree. That's non-GMO. Uh, that's organic. We use real hops in our cider. We use crystal and liberty hops, really nice aroma hops. 
that really complement and don't compete with the apples. And so um, when we do things, we try to make sure they are different from one another, but they still use really high quality ingredients. They're the real deal. Our tequila cider's aged in Dolce Vita uh, tequila barrels for six months. So we do take the time to make sure that we're doing things the right way. Speaking of the tequila barrel, which is what I have in front of me now, it's really good. And it doesn't, I was, I was thinking, I was trying to figure out how the booziness of the tequila is going to come into play with the cider. But it's not a real, it's not boozy at all. You get more of a wood flavor. Yeah, it's, uh, again, it's with Dolce Vita tequila barrels. And you think about it, a natural sweetener is agave nectar. And tequila is made from agave. And so uh, when we talked to the folks at Dolce Vita, they thought it would make a dynamite um, barrel aging program for us because, you know, we'll probably get four or five turns out of these tequila barrels. This one's going to come across particularly and probably a bit stronger, but they'll get mellowed out as you go by. And um, we're currently also aging um, in rum barrels for both the Caribbean and from Treaty Oak Rum here in, in uh, Central Texas. Uh, and we have some Cabernet barrels that are currently um, resting with our with our um, bittersweet and bitter sharp apples. We're also interestingly enough doing a gin aged. We've got a lot of neat things up our sleeve moving forward into next year. We plan on doing a release about every three or four months in draft. I used to not like gin, but that's something that I've really come to appreciate more and more the older that I get. Yeah, it's because you're getting old. Maybe so. Maybe I'll eventually like scotch. <laughs> I don't like scotch, but maybe one day I'll learn to like scotch. It's a matter of time. Yeah, old man's drink. Yeah, no. I, I tried to like scotch, and I had a boss that he likes scotch. So I, I really worked hard, and he gave me really nice scotches. And finally, after like two weeks, I'm like, I just no more. I, I don't like it. I'm out. I don't like it. So I can see, I can see gin barrels and cider being really tasty. Mm-hmm. Well, when you think about it, it's all juniper berries. It's it's very herbaceous and very earthy, and that's going to counterbalance like the acid and the sweetness of the apples. So I think it's going to play really well together. Um, yeah, it, it, it should be really, really interesting. And it'll be the same ABV as, as our other small batch series. So they all come in just under about 7%. Um, so it's nothing too crazy or too intense because you get too high on the ABV scale and you start you start messing up those tannins and those acids and everything that we really love about our cider that we're getting from those bitter sharp and bitter sweet apples that we're using. Um, so we, we try to play it all together so that it's this lovely, smooth, really refreshing and not overbuilding where you have one and you're like, okay, I can't ever drink this. And interesting too is if you go to our website, um, we're really spending a lot of time developing really cool craft cocktails for the on-premise segment. Um, one thing in particular that mixes really, really well with gin is our hop cider because of the florals that Mallory just mentioned. And, and if you go online, there's some just some really killer cocktails which kind of helps you see, look, you know, that, that cider's also a pretty um, pretty unpredictable, really neat uh, mixer that you can use for and a number of different things, like our pineapple with uh, dark rum, for instance, or our, our honey with bourbon, or uh, Deep Eddy Lemon Vodka makes a terrific drink. So it's, uh, there's a million things you can do with cider. I found that Deep Eddy Lemon Vodka, you can put that pretty much in anything, <laughs> and it just makes it better. I mean, no matter what it is, it would be a Dr. Pepper. It could be other vodka. And it just other vodka. <laughs> vodka and vodka. Yeah, it just makes it. I think, uh, what was it, a couple of years ago? I don't remember now. It what was would you a, like in your well vodka? Deep Eddie lemon? Do some Deep Eddie vodka. Yeah, put some of that Deep Eddie in there, the lemon. Can I have a vodka and vodka, please? Yeah. We were putting it in a lawnmower. 
and St. Arnold lawnmower, and it was delicious. Hmm. I like to put well. the, uh, we, we call it deep insider. Uh, Say that so again? it's deep <laughs> in cider. Okay. So, uh, Just to clarify that. Yes. So it's a shot of deep eddy vodka. I like to do the cranberry in the original because I'm not a big sugar fan. Um, and then a splash of orange juice, and you can basically drink those all day until you fall asleep somewhere. <laughs> Pass out somewhere. By the pool. All yeah. Right. Yep. By the pool, at the football game. We're in cans, so we make fantastic tailgating. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, the tall boy cans means that you can drink down about four or five ounces and then add your booze to the can, and you don't need to get a glass. Mm-mm. Like, we're all about recycling and protecting the earth. We do have an employee assistance program at East Siders, too, Mallory. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think uh, in order to, to sell the product, you really have to know the product. You have to be the product. <laughs> be in the product. My liver actually has Austin East Siders stamped across <laughs> it. <laughs> hey, good promos. I think we all right, let's take another quick break, and we'll get back. We'll talk more Austin East Siders. And I actually find out, like, if you're putting out so much out there right now, what kind of system you guys are making this on. So Drink of Ages, be right back. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. 
City Brewing is a microbrewery in the heart of one of Houston's oldest and most iconic neighborhoods, bringing Houston worldly beers at a neighborhood level. The tap room and beer garden focuses on bar-like service with no need to purchase tokens or tours. Patrons can buy half pints, full pints, pitchers, and flights of beer. Bring your family, including your furry ones, because kids and pets are welcome. The kids can enjoy the house-made sodas. The kitchen is serving pub fare with brunch from 11 to 2 p.m. on Sundays. Live music two days a week and a farmer's market on the second Sunday of every month. Townandcitybrewing.com. One of my favorite places to go just got better. Rudyard's Pub on Wa. You need to go check out their new tap towers. 20 local lineups, 8 national craftings, 8 imports and ciders, 5 fancy pan specialty brews, 1 mead, and 1 cold brew coffee tap, plus a newly designed cocktail menu. Still have all your favorites on the menu for lunch and dinner, and don't forget about Chef Joe Appa's world-famous monthly beer dinner happening the last Thursday every month. 2010 Wall Drive, RudyardsPub.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DRINK at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DRINK. That's D-R-I-N-K at adamandeve.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Drink of Ages. Uh, we're sitting around drinking some delicious ciders from Austin East Ciders and talking with Mallory and Mark and buddy Dean from Houston Distributing. So you guys have, like I said, in the last three years, expanded quite a bit. And I know you, you moved to a new location, much yep. more square footage. Uh, I mean, what, what's how much are you producing right now? I mean, how much cider? Because I see your stuff. Yeah. All over the place. Uh, we started out in about a 5,000 square foot place in a mixed use industrial facility in an underdeveloped part of Austin, about two miles east of uh, downtown Austin. And um, we thought the place looked like the Taj Mahal. We thought it was huge. And you fast forward six months and we had people bouncing into one another. We had to put a pasteurizer in there. We had to buy a bunch more fermentation tanks to keep up with demand. And we were maxing out at about fifteen to 17,000 cases a month with a mobile canner um we'd get a mobile canning company to come in set up their canning line every every day and run about 12 hours and then break down um so when things started to pick up and we knew we had a winter on our hands we started to panic a little bit because austin is not known for a lot of uh, heavy industrial uh, commercial space to lease so we got lucky we finally found a place um still on the east side of austin it's east of i-35 a little bit south but we moved into a 33,000-square-foot facility um, about seven months ago. We had a grand opening. So 
our capacity went from about 17,000 cases a month to right now about initially about 30, 40,000 cases. And once we get a second and third row of tanks in there, we'll be able to use this facility till we get up to about 100 to 110,000 cases a month. So we're currently doing about 40,000 a month. Um, we're able to produce about 60, so we got some runway. We've got our second round of tanks on order. Those take about six to eight months to get there. And we moved from 1,600-gallon fermenters to, to 3,000-gallon fermenters. Um, and the new facility's just been terrific in the way we treat our water. Um, we have a deoxygenator. We have uniform carbonation in our bright tanks. A lot of things that seem common sense if you make beer, but we were really using uh, duct tape and, and, and glue to, to keep our other cidery together. So the kind of neat thing is there's so much history in that first place that's become a real destination. I met with architects uh, last week, and we're going to make that our sampling room probably open up summer of next year. Oh, yeah, so you still have that location. Yeah, we're still paying rent, yeah. and we're doing our barrel aging there. But that's about all we're doing over there. So um, we think there's history of the place. It'll make a really dynamite uh, sampling location for us. There, there's been so much like, like, ciders now. We still get people come in, they're like, oh, I really don't like ciders until they taste it. And they're like, oh, cider is really good. And I think there's just still here in the States where people just think they don't need to drink ciders. Yeah, they, they feel like they, like I'm a man. I can't sit back and enjoy the cider, but yet, yeah, the Irish rugby team I was about sits to say. back and slams them you know, before, if, if, after, and during the game. If you, if you go to the U.K., cider is still about 17% of beer consumption in the U.K., and it's a, it's a manly drink. To your point, rugby teams drink it. It's, um, it, it's, a, it's a really big uh, you know, beverage in the U.K. In the U.S., you know, just a few years ago, it was less than a half a share point of total beer consumption. In fact, for about 20 to 30 years leading up to 2012, cider was always between a four and five million case a year business in the U.S. And since 2012, it's grown to 30 million cases. So it's really exploded in the last four years. Well, just also just the availability of it too. I mean, it certainly helped because it wasn't that long ago that there were only two or three brands that you could actually find. And then those brands started coming out with different flavors. Um, now we're getting a lot more imported ciders in, and now just a lot more companies here locally or in the in Texas even are making a lot of ciders. You know, it's it's funny. You know, I'd mentioned before that my my partner in the business, my co-founder Ed, is from Bristol, England, and he had the luxury of owning this really wonderful bar, and he made really great uh, relationships with all the local cider makers, and there's a lot of them, uh, and he became very good friends with a gentleman named Martin Rich. Martin's family's been doing cider for over 200 years. Martin himself is an owner of our company and a consultant and helped us develop our original recipes using the proper apples and got us, you know, really good relationships and business relationships with all the great apple growers in the UK and in, in Western Europe. And that was really key into the beverage we make because when Ed came to the U.S., he couldn't believe how sweet the ciders were, and he wanted to make an old-school cider, made the old-school way like Martin had been making, his family had been making for so many years. Martin himself was the, uh, the master, uh, master chairman of the National Association of Cider Makers in the U.K. for several years. And so he's been a t terrific asset for us because you're right. When I do samplings, like I'm on the Army base in San Antonio, uh, about once a quarter sampling these macho guys who come off of work and I say you want to try a cider and they say hey my chick drinks cider and I said you haven't tried my cider and 
Nine times out of ten, we make a sale. In fact, a big customer of ours, HEB Grocery, uh, the biggest buyer in the state of Texas, says Austin Eastsiders has the biggest conversion rate of sampling to sale than any product he's ever sampled in the alcoholic beverage sector. Wow. It's kind of neat. And the, the, I, I can totally understand that because here when people start going, well, I'm not really sure, I was like, just taste this. It's like, what is that? It's pineapple cider. And See, but you've got like a beard. You, you're the owner of this place. You look very trustworthy when you tell them to try it. I get shut down and I just yell, real men drink cider, so they have to come back to me. <laughs> like, I just called you out in the middle of an H-E-B, bro. Like, you Better have to turn here. around and try this cider. You can't walk away from me now. Because then you really get made fun of. Correct, and I'll follow you. She's not <laughs> only smart. <laughs> she's let, not only smart. Yeah. She's tough. Yeah, let let people steal my stickers. I will follow you to that frozen aisle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a great product, and uh, like I said, some of the others out there, they're they're just too too, they're sweet, and I can have one, and it's like okay, that's good, but like this tequila one, I think this is three. <laughs> yeah, since the show started. Well, and it's also that they're too acidic, um, which you don't taste because of the sugar. But one of the reasons why a lot of ciders will make you sick to your stomach is because they're adding citric acid into the cider. And it's to create on your mouth like that, that tannin portfolio that we already have because we're using those apples, like Mark said, from Western Europe and from England. And when you don't have that tannin, you have to add acid. And when you're adding citric acid, your stomach's not a big fan of the strongest acid in the world in bulk. Um, so adding citric acid just straight into your gut <laughs> over and over and over again through a six pack of cider is gonna eventually make you regret. That's why big grocery stores usually cross merchandise Tums with other competitive <laughs> cider brands. Not a bad thing. <laughs> no bad, just Mallory just then I was sitting there thinking it was like, you know, this is actually someone who's using her degree. So kids, if you go out there and you wanna go to college, Figure out what you want to do first, and then get a degree that you can actually use that in. So, yes. Told you, Mom and Dad. I told you. <laughs> It'll pay off one day. Here I am on the radio. Let's take a quick break, and, yeah, come back, and, man, we'll wrap the, wrap the show. Still talking ciders, and, I don't know, let's talk a little RenFest, too, because that's pretty badass. You guys are the only ciders out there, and RenFest always needs a little, you know, it's always fun to talk about and try to remember. Drink of ages. Be right back.
Spindle Tap Brewery, Houston's newest brewery and tap room. Actually, it's Houston's newest air-conditioned brewery and tap room. Located 10622 Hirsch Road, just 15 minutes north of downtown. Look for Boomtown Blonde, Tool Pusher Pale Ale, Hopper House Double IPA, and Honey Hole ESB on tap around town. But you definitely need to stop in the tap room for a beer and a burger. Tap room is open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. SpindleTapBrewery.com. Get all your information you need. If you'd like to market your business to the craft beer community, please contact Drink of Ages at 832-617-0201. That's 832-617-0201. Or messages at facebook.com slash drinkofages. Find us on Twitter at hashtag drinkofages. And get all contact and podcast info at drinkofages.com. Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple suppliers for your branded merchandise keep it local like we do let the badasses at cash branding the official merchandise sponsor of drink of ages kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out cashbranding.com Drink of Ages, we are back hanging out here at Drink of Ages Pub. Uh, like I said before, man, I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. Hanging out with Austin East Siders. Drinking, um, man, I'm still drinking the tequila, barrel age, and it is it's phenomenal. And it, it's a great one, and you guys are coming out with some really nice other barrel age ciders. So, I mean, what, what are you looking forward to, or what should we all be looking forward to next year? I kind of leave it up to the R&D department to let me know which ones are ready to go next. And the whole idea is to come out with something that's really crafty, that, that really helps us bring some really cool cider to the masses, but also gives a halo effect for other ciders in terms of saying, hey, this is a really quality product. We make really cool stuff. Um, and our intention is probably to come out with a new barrel aged about once a quarter, um, maybe every four months or something to keep things interesting. But we're going to pick the one that probably is, is ready because, you know, no telling how some of this cider is going to rest in the Cabernet barrels or the gin barrels or the rum barrels. Um, we're repurposing our Woodford Reserve bourbon barrels we used last year. We'll probably get three or four more turns out of those barrels. So kind of leaving it with our fermentation department to let us know which one is ready to roll. But I think we're looking forward to rolling out a rum-aged uh, uh, barrel uh, in kegs for uh for the uh, holidays, and we've got about we've got about 140 kegs worth of Caribbean rum and another 140 kegs worth of rum that's being aged in Central Texas that we're looking forward to bring to market for the holidays right now. I do like rum. <laughs> <laughs> I am a fan of rum, and which with the pineapple one, I've, I've said it since the first time I tasted it. Just uh, like and you said earlier, like a little shot of some dark rum, 
Hitting that little pineapple over a little ice. That would have been great this it's summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Make a great snow cone. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. But it, John's just like, how else can I fit this in my life? <laughs> hmm, there's a lot of ways. Breakfast, lunch, <laughs> dinner, snow cone snacks. Snow you cones. Know. No, that's pretty... Uh, the tequila one's really good. So I'm really interested to try the other ones because, like I said, the gin, I can see that complimenting it really well. Rum, uh, there's all kind of different ways you could do that one. And there's, I mean, just a nice little program you have over there. That's really nice. And also, I mean, we're trying to keep things fresh. So, you know, when we, when we rolled out our pineapple cider, we really kind of started out with about 20 different fruits and spices, things like ginger, um, you, know, you know, we even tried watermelon, strawberry, black cherry, pineapple, um, a number of different fruits. And what we did was not just ourselves, but uh, also a sensory panel of consumers that would come in. And, and um, we really picked the thing that we narrowed it down to the top two or three we felt were the best tasting. And we thought since it was summertime that we'd go with our citrus, which was our pineapple. So we're taking a look now at 2017 and the potential to introduce another flavor to the portfolio mid-year. And so we'll have some, we'll have a very interesting and very delicious cider probably sometime at the end of Q2 or early Q3 next year, but uh, still uh, top secret. Top secret stuff. Dun, dun, dun. Yep, have to stay tuned to Drink of Ages for another episode of Austin East Cider is Alive. Keeping you on the hook. Keep you on the hook. So um, you have an event coming up over at Alamo Draft House. That sounds like a fun one. Yeah, so Doctor Strange is rolling out, and I made an Austin East Ciders comic book that talks about all of our different ciders and processes and all that kind of stuff. So when you show up for Doctor Strange and you get a ticket, you're going to get one of those books. And then if you buy either our Tequila Barrel Aged or our original, which is also on draft over at the Mason Park um, Alamo Draft House, you will get a free glass. And you'll get to hear me talk and bother you right before your movie. <laughs> Which is fun. Priceless. Yes. Priceless. Did you illustrate the comic book? Yes, I did it myself. Oh no, I didn't draw. Oh. I use like an app. Like they like I use technology. <laughs> I don't draw. <laughs> then you'd be like, What's this stick figure, Mallory? <laughs> it may have an education, but I cannot draw. I was so impressed. Um so yeah, we've we've got that going on um, for the for the rollout. So it's I believe next week. Yeah, next week on Thursday and Friday. Well, one, one other thing to touch base on, talking with Austin Eastsiders, is that you, know, you guys are not just in Texas now. You no. guys are all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, at the beginning uh, of last year, we got contacted by uh, the Budweiser distributor in Brooklyn, who covers all five boroughs. And I actually had known this, the family who owns a distributorship for many years. My first job was loading beer trucks for their Milwaukee operation back in 1982. But... They had reached out to me because they were losing their last cider brand to their competitive wholesaler. And they really liked our cider and wanted to bring it to New York. And I was very nervous about it at first, but, you know, it was an opportunity that probably wouldn't be there again. If they were to pick up another two or three other cider brands, we might not uh, be in the mix down the road. So we rolled the dice and gave it a shot. And thank God it worked. And we're doing really terrific up in New York right now. Um, so we partnered with some of their sister wholesalers in Connecticut, New Jersey. We branched out to Boston, and just this past um, um, several months um, in Q2, Q3, we rolled out Virginia, Maryland, and we're doing really terrific. We just launched Philadelphia um, two months ago, and um, 
things are going terrific for us up in the Northeast, and we've been able to hire a team of uh, six people up there to help manage the business. So we're doing great in Texas and Oklahoma and all parts Northeast. It's pretty amazing in a short period of time. Yeah, no kidding. It uh, seems like yesterday we were bouncing off each other in that 5,000-square-foot postage stamp. Uh, now we're 33,500 square feet. and um, Still bouncing off each other, but there's just more we are. <laughs> we are. So. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's really been terrific, and the growth has been phenomenal. But it's about growing right, not out kicking your coverage, and, and making sure that you can supply existing markets. We had a big issue this summer. The cardinal sin in the industry is don't run out Memorial Day, 4th of July, or Labor Day. And as Dean knows, we ran out a lot over the summertime. And it oh, was as I very frustrating. Because I'm like, Dean, where's my pineapple? <laughs> so, but, Sorry, guys. Yeah. But uh, we're all set now. And, in fact, our, our second row of tanks out of three rows is on, on the way. It'll be installed over the next few weeks. And our um, new canning line, actually rotary canning line, is uh, now being built in Italy. And that's going to help... Uh, with the existing square footage we have for existing eight-head eight inline filler, um, we'll be able to do three times the output with this rotary out of Italy. So we're real excited about the output we'll be able to get out of the new facility. Those things are so much fun to watch. Just canning lines. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, just a nice thing just to sit back have a beer and just watch it happen. I was about to say, is this under the influence of alcohol or is this no. still one or two? I'm not, you know, you're not sitting. Can some more? No, I, I, I might say that, that one looks like a I low fill. Say, I'm just gonna pull that one right on off. I might say after the summer, they're really fun to watch when they work. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, it's not like a new car. They're not me. near as entertaining when they're just standing still, <laughs> dumping liquid on the floor. <laughs> Uh, well, thank, thank you guys for coming and hanging out. Uh, it's always fun fun to see you. Uh, yeah. Find us on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. AustinEastSidersWithAC.com That and look for events you know, around Houston and just all over the place now. Northeast, everywhere. Yeah, we so, are uh, covering everything. Taking over the cider world. That's the plan. To infinity yep. and, and beyond. beyond. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> On that note, we're going to go ahead and take a break. But uh, also, when you're out there at Texas Renaissance Festival, get you some Austin East Ciders. Uh, we'll be out there on Sunday. So if anybody wants to go join us Sunday at the Renaissance Festival, you can find us at Brigadoon Brewery for most of it because that's where the good beer is. And John's going to be in his chain mail. I'm going to be. I think, I think you're supposed to wear a chain mail when you go out there. And th- that's it. It is so Halloween Just chain mail. Just chain mail. Chain mail and my giant sword. So... <laughs> Everybody look for that on Sunday. It's Halloween. It's close enough to Halloween. All right, Dream of Hades, we'll be right back. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Get up, stand up.
And on that note, let's get back to the program. Drink of Ages, we are back on, and uh, and just want to thank everybody, Austin Eastsiders, for coming and hanging out at the pub tonight. Always a good time with them, and if you've never tried their ciders, you need to definitely go out there and get some, especially this tequila barrel-aged cider. It is pretty damn tasty, and after you know several of them, it has only gotten better. So I recommend, just if you've never tried any of their stuff, you can find it at a lot of different places, but pick some up at some of the stores, or come by here by the pub and get some. But, uh, yeah, it's a good show. Good show tonight. What else is going on? Oh yeah, that's right. I need to talk about Houston Funk Fest, which is happening December 10th over at the Silo. If you like sour beers, if you like funky beers, then you definitely need to come out and check out this festival. Last year we did it, and it was one hell of a time. This year is going to be even funkier, bigger, and even crazier. We got some badass bands lined up. A ridiculous amount of beers for you guys to sample. And if you've never been to the silo, just look it up because our place is its kind of like you want to go there and make a, another Mad Max film. There's art cars with trees going through them, a lot of graffiti, this big open air silo. And it's going to be its going to be good, but tickets will go on sale soon. Uh, HoustonFunkFest.com. Look that up because as soon as they go on sale, I think we're going to go through them really fast. So you need to pick them up. But this show was sponsored by Raw and Sons Brewing Company, their Oktoberfest. Go out and try some of that if you haven't already because it is dwindling quickly around town. And the podcast, if you want to listen to any of the past shows, you can go find them at, on iTunes, Drink of Ages. You can go to drinkofages.com and somewhere on that page you can find some of the old shows. And I'm, I'm getting better. I go through phases about posting them on time, but go there right now you can listen to all of them up until last week and drinkofages.com for that that is sponsored by buffalo by brewing company so everybody have a good week uh nice weekend the weather's gonna be badass i'll see you guys at a renaissance festival on sunday if you do head out there stop by brigadoon brewery and come hang out with us so everybody be safe uh, rockets go rockets season started kick some ass and we'll see everybody next week